Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports, ne- Sports Network and so- sponsored by J&J Creations. Today, we are covering the Women's Euro that's happening this summer. Scheduling note for everyone, the land acknowledgement has been moved into a break section as per the request of our network. We still acknowledge the land we are on and are grateful and respectful to our original caretakers. We'll catch you right after this. Let's go with the starting 11 with Women's Euro. Yahoo! July 6th to the 31st. Yeah. In London, London, England. It's been pushed back a year, so we've been waiting a while. Well, pushed back, I guess, a couple years because the men's. Yeah, the men's was pushed. last year, so. Yeah. And the women's was supposed to be last year because of COVID, of course. Yeah, but. Hey, it's underway in a couple of weeks' time, and well, better than us previewing it because we always do this. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, four groups, uh, very small tournament comparatively to the the men's side, but hey, there's drama. There's some very good teams and some super players. Um, where would you like to start? What group do you want to start with today? Um, we can just start at A. Sure. So Group A, we have England, Norway, Austria, and Northern Ireland. Any yep. um, any standouts here for you? Um, well, I think the really interesting part is Norway's been a consistent performer at the Euros, aside from I believe uh, 1995 and 2017. So the last time they didn't do so hot, but they've been very consistent making it to the next round. So. No, I hope they can keep that trend up. I think it'd be super interesting. Now, I think the question is, I know a lot of the teams don't have their full rosters announced until the end of the month, I believe. Um, but is Ada Hagerberg going to play for the Norwegian team? Or she's Norwegian, right? Am I wrong? No, she's... Oh, is she Norwegian? Or is oh, she no. Danish? Oh, no. No, you're probably right. Yeah. Oh. But I know they... Ada she's Norwegian. Norwegian. She's yeah, Norwegian. So she, she'd uh, retired or said she won't play anymore, but she come back. Will she play? That's, uh, that's quite the I don't know. I mean, she's been, she looked good this year in the Champions League and playing for Lyon. So I yeah, wonder. Agreed. Yeah. But let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to pop it open and see if we can find if, uh, yeah, Norway doesn't have their squad. Oh, no, they do. Only a couple of announcers squad. I think, like, Finland, France. England. uh, Switzerland, I think, announced their squad. Yeah. Sweden announced their squad. Yeah. Uh, England, I think, announced their squad. Yeah. No, Hagerberg has been announced. Oh. Yeah. The Hagerberg, Hansen are the the main attackers. Yeah. Okay. Well, that changes my perspective in a way a little bit i think yeah that'd be a lot stronger now but no she's been named well that's exciting 
Yeah, that's different. And Henson's their best player, apparently, going into the tournaments after fantastic years for, for Barcelona. But no, I think it's, I think it's a it's a two horse race now. Now that I think Hager brings in the play, yeah. I think it's England, it's Norway. I mean, you look at Austria going into this, not not poor by any stretch. Same thing with the Northern Ireland side, but you know they're still not. They've never really qualified here, right? They've never. Their top goal scorer has four goals in qualifying. So I mean, I I think goals are going to come by very difficult for this side. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. I agree. I think it'll be, I think England and Norway will be the top two, and then, uh, you know, but we love surprises. So maybe we'll get a nice little surprise in there with one of those teams. But I think England yeah. and Norway are going to be. Someone's going to defend the hell out of it or something. Pick up like let's say someone's gonna some, end up like in North Macedonia from the men's and just surprise right, everybody. Exactly, or like you know what you need nil nil to get to a penalty shootout and the best lose. Like you can have your best players miss and there's no pressure on the the underdogs. Tournament play is totally different oh, from from qualifying play. So no, but I I mean I think for both of us it's pretty clear. I think England might be your might be yeah. your two best options to go through. Any any issues with that? No. No. All right. Cool. Should we go over to B? Let's hover, let's hop over to B. All right. In group B, we have Germany, Spain, Denmark, and Finland. Interesting. Spain will not have our well, your favorite specifically. Jenny. I've, I've been sad for a week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who we also just heard is leaving Barca as well. Yeah, but again, that's weird, eh? Like, no official announcement from the Barcelona Twitter account or Barcelona in general, but Pachuca came out with it. Uh, you sent me something this, earlier today with the zone uh, going out to talk about it, but she can, I think Jenny confirmed it with her post and yeah, weird. Yeah, but Barca hasn't announced anything, which I find strange. Maybe they're trying to do a send off, but normally you do it like right away so that rumors mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm keep spreading but i mean that's exciting that's a huge change so i mean i thought it was april full so i had to make sure that the calendar didn't say april for a hot second and i was like no no this is a joke there's no way you're leaving one of the top teams in europe to go play in mexico no offense to the mexican league but come on you're yeah i don't know so i agree i agree but i mean it's growing so and she's what 32 now 33 yeah. maybe? 32 yeah. so yeah Maybe she's heading towards the later part of her career and wants a change or... Well, if that's the case, then, you know, why not go to the NWSL where you're still competitive and still get the opportunity to play for the National Maybe the money better going to Mexico. Yeah, maybe. It's a big name. Plus, it's the language barrier. Yeah. True. She's already Spanish-speaking, so... Um, you've played with someone on the, the Finnish national team, correct? Yeah, I played with a couple of players from. Yeah, how about you give us a little rundown? Like, what do you think is going to happen with Finland? Because this is going to be a tough group, but I think without Spain having uh, a striker in Hermosa, who's very good at tournament play, mm-hmm. does this open the door for the Finnish side? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Germany hasn't looked as strong as they have in the past mm-hmm. in recent years. I think they've also brought in a ton of young players. Um, they had a couple teams do really well in the champions league and they brought in a bunch of players mm-hmm. a bunch of new players in their qualifying round so um they're they're just a different team than they have been in the past 
Um, obviously, like we said, Spain is missing a couple players. So, I mean, Finland's got a good chance to surprise everybody. I'm going to put them as my dark horse, not just because I have friends there, but um, I do think they have uh, quality players. I think a lot of the Finnish players are in season now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that affects going into this tournament because, okay. you know, you play a lot of them have finished, you know, in the other countries, like in France and stuff like that, they finished their season at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of weeks out of season, which does make a difference. Like you have to get back into to game shape, even after a couple yeah. weeks. So that could help Finland, you know, them having a lot of players playing in Sweden and Finland and Norway and places like that. So they are still competitive, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm, I'm excited. They got a couple good players, a couple young players in there too. So yeah. Do we think like, I mean, you talk about the, the leagues that are currently going on. A lot of the Scandinavian countries are, are playing their leagues currently mm-hmm. and then they're going to hit a pause and all. So do we give an edge to them or do you think the class or the quality in let's say the top countries around the world, like you have the Swedens, the Netherlands, the French, the Germans, the English, for example, are they, still a class above these teams because even though they haven't played in a couple of weeks now or do you do do we do we think we're going to see a norway go through deeper into the the tournament or a finland or something like that or um i mean i think the quality on the teams like you know france netherlands sweden are just too strong in general i just think they Mm -hmm. are like a step above some of these other smaller teams you know you could argue both ways that it could hurt countries it could also help countries that they've been in se- their players have been in season because there's mm-hmm. no rest time so that could hurt them maybe they're fatigued you know you risk burnout things like that yeah. so i mean you could argue both ways i still think though that the quality in some of those other countries is just still a step above but right. i think it's getting tighter and you're starting to see a little bit of a change so and in tournaments you never know like things happen like we said you know you could just get a Norway coming, getting through, or Finland getting through, or Iceland getting through. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting, but oh, I think so. I think this is going to be a tough group. I think it's a little bit more open. Like I, I know you mentioned Germany's sort of gone through a, a change in the way they've played. They they're no longer the holders. You know they they struggled mm-hmm. last time out, but their ball possession game has improved. If you've noticed over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. they're better at retaining possession i mean it's been boring but they've been better like we saw them at the olympics they much better hardworking. get the ball back let's see what we can do with it whether they're going to be lethal in the final third that's a massive question but i like how you said it's a balanced team yeah well we'll find out soon so who goes through for you in in these two in this group of i guess the the, a difficult group um i'm still gonna probably go germany spain Fair. Do we think, do you think Spain still has a quality? It's hard to say, you know, Mm -hmm. I do think it is still there. I think we're going to see maybe some mistakes, Mm -hmm. but you know, you still have big players there that are there to perform and it could potentially be their last Euro. So I'm assuming you're going to give it just like they're all but i mean everybody's gonna give their all obviously but i still think the quality in spain is good i mean denmark could surprise you finland could surprise us Mm -hmm. um 
like you said, sometimes it takes zero, zero to get a penalties and then you win on penalties. So you never know in tournaments, but um, top of the table for me, I think I'm going to put Germany. I know, like I did say that they have had some ups and downs and they've changed quite a bit, but um, bringing young players could be a exciting thing or just fresh faces, faces into a squad, not necessarily young players, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. They are without Mirazon, I believe, designer from Mirazon. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a massive loss for the German side, but if, if they continue what they've done, like I said, from the Olympics, I, I think it's positive for them. Um, see, I, I think we've talked about this and I've told you this even off air that I, I think Spain is the future of European soccer. I think just mm-hmm. how good they are, their ability to play. I'm a little worried about where the goals are going to come from. And, and yeah. the reason I say this is, you know, Jenny came in with 10 goals, right, for qualifying, for example. Um, and Pute, as you saw, like, yeah, she could run the entire midfield. She could play the eight. She could play the 10. Apparently, she was playing nine and the 11 during the, the Women's Champions League because no one was playing. But to do that over a stretch of three games, that's yeah. a lot to ask because, like, we noticed how much Bon Mati had to get out of position to support and then Pateas has to come back. So yeah. I'm a little worried for the Spanish side. And I know it's one player and this team is very deep. Like they've improved because it's a lot of the Barcelona, yeah. Real Madrid, Sociedad talent. And that's, I'm just worried where the goals are coming from. You can't ask Pateas to do it for three straight games. I mean, you can in the Spanish league, but I don't think you can at a, at a stage where um, you're going to play Denmark and the Finns and they're going to be like, okay, we're just going to block off this channel. We're going to block off this qu- quadrant of the pitch. She can't do anything. Yeah, I agree with you. I see that being a struggle as well. I mean, we saw it in the Champions League final against Lyon. Like a lot of those, they didn't have a lot of, I know it's Barcelona, it's not Spain, but a lot of the Spanish players play for Barcelona and Real Madrid, like you said. Mm. And there's not a lot of finishing going on, but. No, there's so much you can ask from. Yeah. And her best uh, receiver, servicer of the ball is Henson. And Henson does not play for the Spanish well, yeah. national team, right? <laughs> So it's got to come from somewhere else, yeah. So I think what I'll do is, uh, I'm still going to say that I I would like to see Spain go through, but I'm going to pick Finland just because I think something about them. And, you know, you don't have to pick the bias pick, but I think I'll take your your original pick. So Germany wins the group, but I I think Finland has enough quality, especially with them. I'm hoping for an upset. I really am. I would love to see them go through. Yeah. I need a Finland-Iceland final because then my coach said I'm allowed to go watch. So (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, big shout out to Denmark if Nadia Nadim plays uh, she's been the leading goal scorer doctor Nadim I should say mm-hmm. um, but not without controversy I'm not sure if you saw her knock down the, the corner flag which was the pride flag and everyone's kind of been a little cheesed with her yeah. but um, Dr. Nadim let's see what happens with her at the Euros uh, should we move to group C? let's do it all right, Group C, we have the Netherlands, Sweden, Switzerland, and Portugal. I think it's another tough, tough group, no? Yeah. I mean, the holders in Netherlands, um, different coach with Mark Parsons coming in. It's mm-hmm. different, a different voice, a different movement, um, but they've always been a wonderful attacking team. Yeah. The question is, how good is their defensive efforts? For me, I think... Um, They've struggled a little bit in the last few years, or mm-hmm. especially I think with the coaching change, um, they didn't look as sharp in the last few games, I think personally, but mm-hmm. I mean, like so much quality on that team. Um, I think 
Sweden is the front runner in this group personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they've been really strong and I think they have a lot of, they brought in a lot of like youth quality players that have done really well. Um, even in like qualifying, uh, I don't know if they're necessarily rostered all of them, but, um, yeah, I think, I don't know if, uh, Switzerland, I still think needs a lot of developing Portugal as well. I think needs, um, a little bit more developing, but it's getting there. I mean, they're both like, obviously Mm -hmm. they qualified, so they're still strong countries and they're going to be tough competition to play against, but I don't know. I feel like Sweden's just gonna get a little bit above, you know, is this their year to win a trophy or win a final? Because poor souls, they, they go to the finals almost all the time. Yeah. Very consistent top four finishing side around the world. Just haven't been able to win. I mean, they have so much experience in their midfield, especially. Um, you know, they've got strikers playing all over the world in the NWSL and in France and in Italy. And so they have, you know, quality in a lot of the different top leagues around the world as well. So... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just feel Sweden is going to just inch above the Netherlands here. Interesting. Interesting call. I think, I think you may be onto something. The Swedish defense, um, well, the last two tournaments, third and second, right? So yeah. they know how to get through it, you know, pick up a win, pick up a draw, stifle it out. And you might be onto something. I'm just afraid one thing about the Dutch, and I think I said this already, is they are attacking. Viv me the mouth. Can you yeah. shut her down? Can you stop her from making these turns? And I, I think in a group stage, if you can get it out of the way and just take a draw against the Dutch, yeah. I think you have a good chance against the Swiss side or the Portuguese who made it because Russia was disqualified from the Euros, right? So okay. I, I think you have your two front runners in the Dutch and the, and the Swedes. And I mean, they could easily just finish one, one and two, which is probably what's going to happen, but. Right. And I mean, Sweden could, you know, sometimes it's better to be second, get a different team. Sometimes it's better to finish first in the table. Um, I don't think in the women's side, it's as big of a difference. I think in the men's side, it makes more yeah, of a difference. Yeah, well, so groups A, and B will, groups A and B will switch over and then group C and D will switch over. So let's say the, the Swedes finish second and yeah. France finishes first in the group D when we get to that. You're looking at a Sweden-France first mm-hmm. round. Right, right, exactly. So, so that's it's something, almost, yeah. They almost might like for them. I think it's better to win the group because you don't want to face you want to face France in the final. You don't want to face France in the first round out of group stages. No, not at all. Not at all. But all right, we'll go with uh, Netherlands and the Sweden uh, Swedish side. Are we both in agreement on that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hop over to the final group. I didn't mention them. France are joined by Belgium, Italy, and Iceland. Paige, I know you played in Italy. Could the Italians get out of this group? It's tough. I mean, Italy surprises you. Like, they've got, obviously, they're known for their defense, just Italians in general. Um, they've got a couple, you know, world-class. I mean, their center back plays for Juve, one of the best, you know, most experienced center backs out there. A mm-hmm. um, couple good strikers who know how to finish. So they're one of those like kind of annoying teams that you can't seem to get rid of that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. surprise you as well. I think France for me is top of the table. I think they're just too strong um, right now. And then I think it's a fight for second. Honestly, I think any of those teams could 
take second on any day. I think if they have yeah. a good day, if someone can snag a point from France, like go zero, zero, go nil, nil, go one, one, something like that, then mm-hmm. I think that's going to make a huge difference. Um, yeah. No, fun what little, are your thoughts? A fun little fact here. Um, so in qualifying, Italy was eight, one and one. Okay. Only second to Denmark where Denmark was nine, one and oh. Mm. So, you know, I think they know where to get their, their goals. I think they know how to play defense. Their top goal scorer is eight goals. Um, you know, with, uh, it is Christina Girelli. With Girelli. Yeah, she plays for Juve. She's a good player. So the fact that, A, the Italian league is becoming, like, recognized, oh. right? Right? They're becoming... They become you know, a pro league this coming uh, season. So yeah. starting... We have uh, uh, Julia Grosso who plays in uh in italy i know it's a not <laughs> per se a, a european player but you see like the development of this league and yeah. the fact that they were you know one loss and i'm glad they not lost yeah that's nothing thank you yeah so that's cool yeah, I, I think they could, they could definitely sneak in there uh looking over to the belgian side their top goal scorer was teen de calgny um they won group h wow like they won their group. I, I don't know much about the Belgian side. Do you know anything I don't either, about to be honest with you. Uh, Switzerland finished second in a group with them. Okay. So, I mean, hey, they beat Switzerland. I mean, Belgium could be the dark horse. They could come through. I think, yeah. I think it's going to be a fight for second place in this group. I mm-hmm. think um, Italy could take it. Iceland has a couple really good players. They have, um, I forget her name, plays for Wolf, Wolfsburg right now. She used to play for Kriekwenstad. She's a phenomenal player. She's a young one in there. Um, they also have lots of experience in their team. Uh, same with Italy, lots of experience, a couple good young players coming through. So, and then who knows with Belgium, they could again be a dark horse, like you said, finish first in their group. So um, I think it's going to be a fight for a second. It would be nice to see Italy go through. I think they have shown well um their club teams have shown well in champions league i think it, uh juve was a huge surprise in champions league the last this season so mm-hmm. i think it's interesting for sure so who are you taking underneath france um i go italy okay i think i'll you? join you on that i i think the italians defensive game especially like we said in a short tournament is mm-hmm. if you frustrate these other teams and you come up with three points by the end of it or four points by the end of it because of mistakes and i trust the italians to do that i think you a lot of the big clubs are built for tournament play but then you have all these little clubs that go how can we get away with this sorry country how do we get away with this and i think there's like four or five countries that are that are good enough to to get through I mean, I think the key in this group is snagging a point from France. I think who can take the points from France are the, the good team that's going to make it through at the end of the day. Didn't uh, the French national team omit some interesting or important players? I think Henri didn't make it or somebody, some big name. Uh, yeah, Omenadin Henri has been excluded. Interesting. So I don't know what that means. Like they've gone down to five midfielders. So I think if you can overwork that French midfield, which I think is very, very possible because come on. 
I think their strikers are. I think their defense is where they're going to hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Renard's looking. Um, she's just she's just getting up there. She's old. She's not old, but you know, I think she's looking a little slower and things like that. She's she's not always been a fantastic defender but she gets her head on everything and that's why she is where she is so I think if they can you know like you said overwhelm the midfield and take on the defense it'll be good for any of those countries I just think their attacking attacking players are just too strong like they have Katoto who's been unbelievable she's been running through teams so Katoto, Diani and all three are Mm -hmm. PSG players you have Millard you have Cascarino who is fantastic they all have pace. They all have, you know, like they all can fit, hit a ball. Yeah. I just hope they don't play boring soccer again, because that's been a, a common thing where they just want to slow down the opposition. But it's like, if you have fast paced players, you mentioned Kototo, why not utilize that? So it'd be very interesting. They, they, they have a have five player. Seen, we have also seen France choke before in big tournaments on the men's and women's side. So, yeah, you know, I think I think this tournament is France's to lose, personally. Really? Mm-hmm. You think pound for pound they might be the best team? I think so. I think they're too strong. Not too strong, I mean, in a good way. I think they're the strongest, like, player-wise. 11 mm-hmm. v 11, I think they're the best. On paper, folks. On paper. On paper, 100%. On paper. <laughs> on paper. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right, so we've picked our, picked our next winners. Um, if you could tell me at the end of this one player that's going to stand out, any player, who should we be looking out for? That's a great question. I think um, Katoto for France, I think, is one you got to keep an eye on. Girelli, we said for Italy, I think she's going to have a great tournament. She's been great all season for Juve. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are my top two right now. Okay. That you really, I think, could be game changers. I know they're both forwards, but I think they could be game changers in the tournament. I think, mm-hmm. obviously, Seeger for Sweden. She's their midfielder. Yeah. Um, super experience. Yeah. Um, controls the midfield. Single-handedly controls that midfield. So she'll be one to watch. I think when you play against Sweden, she's uh, if you can control her, then you take yeah. care of their midfield. If you let her go, she's going to run through your midfield. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. That's strong. I think Katoto is a huge shout out. I want to see what happens in a different environment. I know PSG has been going toe to toe with Lyon for quite some yeah. time, but now you're, you're working cohesively with a lot of very good players. I, I, let's see the force. That's what we need to see a little bit more of, you know? Yeah. What about you? Any standouts? We haven't really talked about England much. No, not at all. I, um, I'm trying to access their team information here, but I can't because we've I've what I've read five articles on this website, so it's blocked me <laughs> off. They you out. They're like, oh just damn. Um, I'll pick my players quickly. I think Ella Toon getting the call up has been huge for the English side. Um, mm-hmm. Her ability to play down the middle on the wing, come and receive, is going to be important, especially with um, a manager in Serena who utilized Viv in a certain manner, utilized um, Mertens in a certain way, uh, which allowed them to be the the defending holders right now, right? So uh, keep an eye on that. But I also want to say another striker, and I I hate doing this because I always pick a defender or midfielder, but 
you're looking at a Hedberg. If she's healthy and yeah. she's playing, uh, I think she can get five, seven goals by the end of this tournament. Might be the best striker, might be the golden boot at the end of it. I, I have no doubt about that. That's fair. But I don't know. It's going to be, I think Lindahl for the Swedes as the keeper mm-hmm. is going to be massive because I think if they can stop the Netherlands in the group stage, I think they'll, they'll be better suited to not face France in the next round. And if they yeah. play France, your X factor is going to be your goaltender or your goalkeeper. Um, That's fair. But you did say we didn't talk much England. Uh, they're much better under Serena, aren't they? I think so. I think they've got a really strong squad and I think um a lot of those their players are playing in the um English league right now yeah um which is a very obviously competitive league so um they have a lot of experienced players that seems to be the route this year it's like experience but well they um, did leave out um a couple of players I think she's mixed in some youth with these these experienced players that you mentioned yeah I'm just a little worried about Ellen White up front are you a little bit i mean for sydney it was very quiet the start of the season it didn't pick up until lucy bronze got healthy mm-hmm. so that's fair what does that mean i don't know it's gonna be interesting i think i mean their back line i think they have millie bright and uh williamson williamson back there so um jill scott's back lucy bronze is back mead is back kirby's back so and frank kirby's gonna play on the wing instead of down the middle which is interesting very different so i, I, I think know. they need to see if they can put it together they got a lot of quality too but mm-hmm. we've seen england choke a bunch of times as well so. uh, i i really do hope that the coach comes in and does something different because phil Neville didn't get enough out of them no, I think, I think, I mean, I think he was a good coach. I just think he could have pushed them a little bit more because they do have so much quality. We say this about every England squad. There's so much quality. It's just like, how so do you good get... on paper. <laughs> so good on paper. Um, but uh, there is a bracket. I don't know if you got a chance to do your own personal bracket. Not yet. I'm going to fill it out. Actually. Okay. But based on... Based on what we did, let me just pop mine up as well. Because I did it the other day without, I I went blankly, I looked at it and I said, What can I do? Uh, This was still in mind thinking, I think Hermosa was still around when I did this. So I might have to update my bracket. bracket. But at the end of it, based on how the the tournament sort of played out, and okay, I have a Sweden England final. Interesting. Just the way it worked out. Like I would probably take Spain out and put Finland in there instead of that. So England would play um, Finland at the end of the day, but they'd have to go through Finland, the Dutch, and they'd have to beat Sweden. Right. If, if that's the route. But I also picked uh, what you would call it. Uh, Sweden to finish second in their group. So they would end up paying France and they beat France in my opinion. Yeah. I'm doing it real quick right now. Okay, she's gonna pop it through. It's hopefully it's quick. Uh, my only swap would be Finland and Spain there, but 
Yeah. I, I surprised myself when I was pecking through this and I was like, oh, the matchup would be better. I think defensively, this team is good. This team is good on the line. By the end of it, I realized I picked England to win and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Someone's going to choke. Wait. Oh, gosh. How did my thing get so tiny? Well, mm. the way I do it, I have an England-Sweden semifinal and a Sweden-France final. Oh, because of uh, such an... Um... Yeah. If Sweden wins their group, then they yeah. So that's that's Sweden probably and England win their group. But yeah. if Spain wins their group, then you would have a Sweden Spain. Yeah. Oh but I think I I would like to see a Sweden France final. I think that could be very interesting. That would mean that so basically what we're saying is the biggest pivot group here is that Netherlands Sweden. Mm -hmm. So whoever wins that will decide if they play England in one round or do they get France in the France, one round. Yeah. And I know we're giving so much priority to the English and the French here, but like we're sleeping on the Norwegians, we're sleeping on the Germans. 100%. Someone's going to, I'm excited for it. Someone's going to come through and surprise us and we're real ready. Norway, come on. <laughs> I really hope like you, you've, and you and I talk about this all the time, like I, the Iceland team's improving, the Finnish yeah. team is improving. I want to see a lot of these newer teams come up and do well. Like we need a Mas yeah. North Macedonia. We need a, an Iceland from a couple of years ago. We just need, I want to see a surprise team go to the final four to be like, okay, good. I like my, that my bracket's broken because I'm not putting money onto it. But, you know, it, it, it's a thing like these players can get picked. Like, you know what I mean? Like get yeah. picked by Chelsea, get picked by a Juve, get picked by a a Lyon or a Barcelona or Real Madrid who's trying to retool here. So I can see progression. Well, it's such a here. great tournament that, especially for, for that, especially the countries that have brought in young players. This is such great exposure for them if they're coming from Iceland or Norway or Belgium or wherever, mm -hmm. and they don't get a lot of maybe exposure to begin with. They're playing in an Icelandic league or something like that. Yeah. Put them on the world stage, let them have a good run, and these teams mm -hmm. are going to pick them up. Well, you know, I mean, that's this how you improve your 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 country to begin with. They get more agreed. experience, they get more quality right. playing top leagues. Right, and that's why you know you look at these African teams that come to the World Cup, or they go to you get the Afcon to show every so often is exposure, and then you go ah Sadio Mane, you know Mo mm -hmm. Salah, but there's like 16 other fantastic young players coming through the pipes. Like Frank Kessie had a good tournament for Ivory Coast, for example, and you're like oh. That's why he's linked to these players. This is right. why they're linked here. And I, I, in a way, these major tournaments are little places where you showcase who you are. You know, we talked about, um, you know, scouts coming out with Julia at our, at our spot kits. It's the same idea. Right. You're going to be out there going, ah, I want this player because of their ability to, to cover 50 yards in the span of 10 seconds. Right. Well, and like, you're going to have, Let's say Minima, for example, her coach is going to come out and watch probably her games. Mm -hmm. That also brings exposure to those young players because now she gets a look at the young players and goes, oh, okay, they could be good or they could be good, you know? Right. So then maybe Arsenal picks up another young player. Well, it's very similar to that story. It came out a couple of days ago, but Luis Suarez told Barcelona that Darwin Nunez is going to be the next big thing. And look, Shirley and you know, Liverpool picked him up. I mean, right. Cool, but it's another conversation, but do you know what I mean? Like you have these players that play with them on the national team and go, Hey, like this kid's good. Yeah. Well, that's why it's exciting. It's super exciting for, I think it progresses 
women's soccer forward, which is what we need. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a super exciting tournament. Yeah. Agreed with you. Every game locked in. Do we know where they're showing the game this, this time out? Is it only on DAZN or? In Canada, I'm not a hundred percent sure. We can double check that and we can put some, some stuff out. So people yeah, can I'll take a look. I, I... Yeah, because I cool. know Europe, like every country, is broadcasting it differently. So TSN um, might have the rights. Yeah, I don't know who has it in Canada or in the U.S. To be honest with you, uh, I typed in Euro Women's Canada TV and they gave me shoe sizes. Nice. I thought it was a big issue because they weren't showing it in Canada or nobody had picked up the rights to it yet. Nope, Canada is not showing it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which oh, no, is, this is Europe. My bad. Hold on. Outside Europe. I thought Canada wasn't showing it, but... Let's find out. I... Nope, you're right. Uh, USA? US? The US is doing on ESPN. Do you have cool. that? Let's see. England? Uh, yeah, UK? Uh, Europe, sorry, I'm just making sure we can find it. UK has it on BBC. Uh, you're in Sweden. You got it on SVT TV4. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm very surprised. Yeah, I don't think anybody picked it up in Canada. I think it's been like kind of an issue. I mean, ESPN, basically everywhere else and, and Sony 6, Sony Sports and BN Sports for everyone else that's outside of Europe, essentially. We'll have to find a way to watch it. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that it's not being picked up. It's a whole other issue. Massive issue. Something we talk about all the time. No. <laughs> oh, literally. Uh, oh my God. We talk about exposure. We talk about exposure to the game in general. Like, okay, a little side note here. And I know it's not women's soccer, but it's blowing my mind. MLS signed a deal with Apple TV to have their okay. games. And now you have to pay to watch MLS uh-huh. games. People don't watch MLS games for free. No. Oh, That's they, they whiffed on that one. Sorry. Sorry, folks. I know that had nothing to do with women's soccer, and I apologize for it. But, like, doesn't that blow your mind that yeah. you're, you're asking people to pay five bucks a month for a league that nobody watches? It? I mean, people watch, but not frequently. Not as much as, like, Premier League or Bundesliga or La The bigger clubs that are actually on TV, yeah. like, on mainstream TV. I hope the NWSL does something smart and just, like, takes over the market because – Look at how many hey, they got are... lane now. Yeah, exactly. They can get into mainstream TV. Mm-hmm. Start free. Have subscription. I don't know. Anyway, um, so we'll post our updated Euro brackets after this. I will switch out my Spain from my Finland to, to be honest with my words. And um, Paige and I will post that with this episode um, soon, I hope. Uh, anything else about the women's heroes before we hop into a break? No, we'll try and find some spots where you can watch it if you're in North America, uh, Canada specifically, um, and post those as well. But yeah. it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. We should, we'll, we'll post results and stuff like that too. So people can follow along even if you didn't see the games. Yeah, super excited. I mean, it's always good to have soccer in the summer. I mean, it's kind of been quiet. It's like, do we watch baseball? Do I watch hockey? Yeah. Do I watch? I, what am I watching? We're in that weird in between season right now. Yeah. And then we'll get to the fall and everything's new and you're like, okay, now it's like playoffs of the every other sport. Yeah. But, you know. All right. 
Uh, we'll hop into a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates as part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Hudunishini, and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. All right, Paige. This is our first episode of quite some time, so it's very nice to see you. Um, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, nothing exciting, really. You have two weeks off, right? Yes, I do have two weeks off. Yeah, yeah we're going into a break. Um, we have a longer break this year because of the Euros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we start up games again, like middle of August. Yeah. Um, so we have two weeks off now, and then we go back into more of like preseason training when we get back. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to having some time off. My body needs it. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, Good. I'll be hiking through the mountains in Norway. Good. So I don't know how much rest my body will get, but. <laughs> but you're doing it for fun. You're not like competitively. Oh, no, yeah. It's just for fun. It's just a little vacation just to see a different part of the world. So that's exciting. And yeah, should be good. Any fun summer plans for you? <laughs> no. no. No PhD program. Woohoo! Uh, well, I was just talking to my supervisor today and he's like, so we got to start applying for scholarships in a month. I was like, great. I'm working on a research thing right now. I, I had like a four day vacation to go to Montreal and that was about it. And I don't remember it because I got sick right after. So <laughs> we're... <clears throat> I don't know. I might just go off on my own somewhere. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Just kidding. Not going to happen. Hey, if you've got any, any suggestions on where I should go yeah. on a road trip, I will do a road trip when I uh, freak. What am I saying? Road trip. Gas is two bucks a liter. Yeah. Uh, gas <laughs> a road trip. Just do a little bicycle trip. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll just like get around start walking around so everyone in my neighborhood realizes I'm still around because they haven't seen me in two years. Um, 
God, no, no, maybe, maybe we'll visit some, we'll visit a Toronto area or maybe something and we'll, we'll catch up friends, with you. Yeah. Drink. Go out for dinner. Have a drink. Maybe like go back to my tea business and figure out the, the proper teas of the world. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, that's Any it. Any final thoughts for you? That's about it. That's it. Uh, watch swim in sports. I feel like yeah. a broken record saying this, but like, Please oh, I do have it. a final thought. I ordered oh. this this sweatshirt, this hoodie. I'm really excited about it. It says pay me like a white man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wear it every episode now. <laughs> okay, complete side note. The amount of cis white men I've come across over the course of the last two weeks that think that a little inconvenience about something is like a problem. And I'm like, what are you complaining about? Like someone was talking, so we did um uh like uh, a lot of our our high ministers or whatever they're called I don't know what they're called anymore but they were like explaining and for people that are visually impaired to be like oh like here's what I look like I have short hair I have blue glasses blah 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 mm-hmm. guys like well why are they talking about color if the person's blind and I'm like oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so for a minute I'm like dude some people weren't you know you can learn color through braille you can learn color through different things you can explain color you can and most people that have become blind for example or visually impaired weren't seen color have seen color yeah some people some that's like one of those things where you thought it and you just don't say it you know you just it stays that was my conversation with my colleague i was just like sometimes you just don't say things yeah just keep it a thought and and if it's if it becomes a thought catch yourself and be like that was not right yeah. and don't do it again you know what I mean like it was just oh and he's just like I just feel like we're, we're moving in a direction that we have to be so accommodating to everything and I was like dude yes this is the world that's what I'm saying pay me like a white man uh speaking about getting paid equally the Spanish national team the U.S. national team I think the Canadian national team's fighting for that as well so it's coming Brazil it's coming up to par oh, folks it's uh, happening it's yeah. happening yeah okay well when you get that how do you put it on <laughs> oh I'm, I'm so excited i can't wait to get it it's gonna be a great um, but on a more positive note we'll we'll wrap it up <laughs> yeah. um be sure to subscribe to the podcast give us a like or leave a rating it's super helpful so please do that five stars always um you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at touchline th and you can follow myself at culver underscore page on twitter and at Urfa Don't forget to follow our network or check out theregistersports.com. Um, as well, follow our sponsor, JJ Creations, on Instagram. Um, thanks for listening. Watch the Euros, and we will catch you next match day. Cheers.